Hello again, folks, and uh, welcome to our final episode with my guest, Paul Wetham. Uh, look, there's <laughs> when I grew up in Melrose, we had um, most crossroads weren't just your know, conventional four crossroads, but uh, six crossroads, and uh, I feel like we're at one of those crossroads where we could go any one of more than six ways. Uh, but um, over lunch just a moment ago, you know, the, the name John Mallison came up a few times. And I mentioned when I was first introducing you, not, not well, but um, back in the first episode, I was talking about um, our connection through a common mentor called John Mallison. Now, if you don't know who he is, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter about the man, but what, what uh, the legacy he left us and many other uh, men in regard to him passing on his life and and in, in, in a mentoring kind mm, of way, um, has come up again and again. In fact, even recently, Paul, you've um, <clears throat> been re, not rehashing, but reintroducing some of his and relooking at some of his material. And so I suppose to take a bit of a left turn amongst all sure. the opportunities and possibilities of where we could go with our conversation, um, talking a little bit about John Mallison, the legacy, um, but the, the important heartbeat of what he did and, and his life that he expended for Christ in the way that he did and what you've learned and what you're learning and, and what you can uh, potentially even encourage us in. Mm, sure. Um, there you go. There, while you do that, I'm going to eat, eat some grapes. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, um, thanks, Craig. Just as you said, you know, he, he was um, a big feature in our lives. He's someone who's gone before us. He's in his 80s, you know, um, recently died. But um, <clears throat> he was able to encourage... Um, kind of say you belong, you can do it, you've got this, and take. I believe in you was one of yeah, his words. Yeah, huge. Yeah, and then it's like, wow, that's validating, isn't it? I don't, I don't need a role. I don't need to run a program or anything else. I believe in you. Mm. You know, and so what is the Lord doing? What is He saying? How is He leading? When you look back, what's been happening? And what was unique about John, apart from writing, you know, a theological rationale for mentoring and we were talking over lunch how um, there's a, a dearth or a lack of um, uh, materials on dialogue ironically you know <laughs> that you know the whole <clears throat> um, Rel- right, relationships and dialogue yeah yeah well, you know the, the bible can be two dot points you know Love your neighbour. Oh, sorry. Love your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbour. And often there's a full stop there. But I have to say to people, keep reading as yourself. Now, a lot of people kind of go, oh, I feel too guilty. And when I come to church, my story doesn't matter. Well, really, yeah. you know, you do matter. You are a child of God. He's given you unique experiences and he wants to work through those. So you don't have to kind of leave your life at the door when you go into church. You're actually asked to pick it up. And and that, I think, is, uh, yeah, that he's working through us is an amazing thing. When you said, you said a bunch, um, not his story, but your story. Say that again. You said rather than his story, your story, as in like instead of leaving that, your story at the door. Yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, tell yeah, us, yeah, tell yeah, us about okay. Jesus and what we're meant to think and what we're meant to do. Yeah, yeah. It's actually us together. Yeah, we, it's, we, it is this three-legged race with toe candles on in the dark. Yeah, it yeah. is this uncertainty, and that's that, okay. That, that makes no sense. You listen to the last episode. That <laughs> Sorry, just unusual otherwise. <laughs> it does a bit weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, this whole thing of uh, you know, faith begins where human power ends. So, as we trust, we dialogue, we talk, and that's why the la- I was I was intrigued, also confused, why we don't talk about it because, again, the two great commands: 
are about relationships. Yeah. Um, in psychology, it's the talking therapy. Everything is through relationship. And we talked before, you know, I used to be a tradesman, you're a tradesman. We can't, you're not a tradesman without tools. Yeah. And so when we become Christians, we are the tool. He's the tradesman. Yeah. We don't have to work it all out. We yeah. just have to be faithful with what he's showing to be, to us. To be available. You can, exactly. You can pick me up and... Yeah, exactly. Can, yeah. And now, now um, why is that important? Well, the brain, the brain needs to be grounded through talking. Yeah. So it's one thing to feel things, but we're meant to talk. And that's how we ground our meanings. And um, we were talking before about the difference between listening to music and playing music. Yeah. Just um, neurologically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, listening, you know, it sounds good and the brain's going off. We've put brains in scanners whilst listening to music. It's fantastic. But I tell you what, play an instrument in a scanner. They're just starting to do this. This thing's going off. Um, why? You have to move your hands, you have to keep in time. In fact, they're doing some research uh, at the moment where they have someone, they're doing uh, jazz um, impro. So yeah. someone's inside with a keyboard playing and someone outside is playing and the brain's just going off. <laughs> so it is what we're starting to see in this new field is that dialogue, this interchange, is an amazing thing. We're built for that. So I personally think the monastery is overrated. I think pews are overrated. I think we're meant to be out in the world but not of it. So this is, this, you know, your, your summary, and I'm assuming you kind of wrote it, was the um, monologue formal rather than the dialogue informal. Absolutely. That organic kind of thing where I don't have a role, it's an I-thou, and we come here playing our part and say, you know, we're expecting God to show up. What's so, going to happen? And, and I've heard you also say in the past, um, you know, the two or three people in conversation is a neurologically enriched environment. Oh, absolutely. And now, so, so you start hearing, you know, Jesus saying, with two or three of you gathered, <laughs> I'm there. Absolutely. Because you, you're actually getting a chance to work this out, not in isolation in a absolutely. monastery. Absolutely. All you have to do is look at um, airtime. You know, <clears throat> we were talking about universities. You hear lectures. Well, at least universities have tutorials. You know what I mean? And even you get to present them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So... As in one monologue followed by another monologue to get understanding out of the original monologue. Yeah, that's right. There's some, and that's what we're asked to do. These yeah. things are carried by stories. As we, as we listen and talk, this exchange, it's knitted in our being. So just think of the difference between someone playing an instrument and someone just listening. Yeah. I think a lot of conservative Christians or what we call in psychological research extrinsic religion that is I do all the right things the nice things and I show up and then when I leave church you get back to the porn or whatever you do when you're you're intrinsic you're you're integrating this stuff you're Mm -hmm. wrestling Mm -hmm. with it and and that's where the mind goes off now okay let's just just think about the mind, because we never talk about mental health in church. It's a taboo area. Yeah. But I, I want to just quickly also just say that it is all about the mind of Christ. Yeah. And we might say... Romans, second, second Corinthians or something. Yeah. You have, and you have the mind of Christ. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Ephesians 4, you know, our job is to become mature under the headship of Christ. Yeah. It's all about Christ. It's not about us. Yeah. So, again, getting back to that notion of dying, surrendering, yeah. absolute surrender... We could look at you know that classic verse um, in Romans twelve two, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We all say that's fantastic, yeah. But we forget the first verse, 
um, you know, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. That's your true act of worship. It's not a pop song. It's about dying. It's mm, about the mm. Friday, I'm done. Yeah. It's not about I get it and you need to get it too. That's right. If you get it like I get it, you will also be awesome. Yeah, exactly. So we're each got each soul is precious and unique, but unfortunately in church rounds we discount that. Forget all that, leave that at the door. Come and listen to me and I'll feel better and you'll get it in some shape or form. So how does this relate to the John Mellison legacy? Good point. In this simple way, John never talked about giving in mentoring. Hmm. It was always giving, receiving and sharing. So rather than, you know, what comes to mind when you think about mentoring is I'd like you to mentor me and you as a mentor will come and give me what I need, yeah. and I'll take away. I'll take that away. Like our entitlement, you know, instant coffee. I'm, I'm not that good. Will you give me what I want so I'm okay? Well, yeah, yeah. we all, we actually really. I was only saying before, you know, a lot of us just want to hear what we're meant to do. Yeah, that's right. Because just tell we're me stuck. Do it. Yeah, because yeah. we we don't live that uncertainty. So, so <clears throat> John Mallison is unique, and I believe that's where. I feel convicted to kind of take this baton on because he talked about a 3D mentoring model, which is, you know, I need to receive from someone who's further down the track, older yeah. and wiser, just get together as he did. Yeah. And he never told us what to do. He just listened yeah. and believed in us. Um, then, That's right. He'd then, fly in from Sydney and call us up and say, where do you want me to meet you? Exactly. Never. He didn't kind of come and send me an invoice or anything like that. No. Just yeah, gave himself just, freely. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. And so we're, me- we're meant to receive, and that's cool, someone yeah. who listens and gets us. But then we're meant to share. So you know how I told you for 25 years, been doing those men's groups? Yes. You know, we come yeah. and you're like pistons in a car, yeah. you know, yeah. someone's up, someone's down. You just do life. They're our peers. So yeah. people of a similar kind of age, spiritually and yeah. physically. Um, and then we're meant to give. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of people either want to just receive from someone like a leader like yourself. Or just dispense. Yeah, or just dispense. Get those two people together and they feel like it's a match made in heaven. Well, yes, exactly right, exactly right. So it's it kind work, of... It works, but it doesn't make it right. It's correct, but not right. And this is where codependency and very clunky relationships enter. And so really, you know, so A, we don't own our story, but we need... We need forums to talk about it. So what do you mean by that? We don't own our story. Uh, well, we often discount it. I've become a Christian. I don't oh, matter. okay, okay. You we know? don't value it. Yeah, it's like yep. I'll get instruction from Craig this week. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, whatever. So there's that hunger and desire for teaching, and, and, and it's not void in our community where we would want more teaching. Yeah, well, look, you can go on the internet. I watch it all the time. There's lots of great teaching. It's yeah. sharing that's the issue. Yeah. Or giving. And that's what makes it such a profound profound reality to be in the lounge room and living room and household with people sharing talking getting feedback understanding our story valuing our story valuing the story of the other person giving and receiving absolutely and a lot of people say why would you want to do that well actually jesus commands us to the food's good too (laughs) yeah exactly the fridge is open (laughs) Um, it's not yeah what's going on (laughs) so so yeah so look we need to be able to look at ourselves without feeling guilty. Like I said before, you know, love God, love your neighbour, full stop. No, as yourself. Yeah. We're supposed to look at ourselves without feeling guilty. Yeah. In fact, that's healthy. Otherwise, you'll see me in the clinic. You know, like, you know we're meant to do self-reflection. Uh, is, is it actually, 
in, not impossible, but very difficult to love someone else unless you've learned oh. how to reconcile your own value. Yeah, there's all those cliches. It's hard to give what you don't have. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly right. And our good Lord says, don't worry about the speck in your brother's eye. Remove the log from your own. So, yeah. you know, and I often say to my chippy mates, you know, a speck of sawdust. How many specks of sawdust in a log? I mean, there's lots of work to do. Yeah. You know, so don't be afraid of looking at yourself and digging into your story. In fact, that's that's what we're asked to do. We are our story. Yeah. And so the kingdom of God is in us. It's the biggest mystery going, and we are stewards of the mysteries of God. So we're asked to explore that, understand that, and speak from that. I'm just going to take it sideways for a second, but sure. uh, a reflection that I've had recently is that until I've come to the end of myself, until I realise have a sober judgment of who I really am, essentially broken. Yeah. It's very difficult to authentically love another person mm. because I'm always elevating myself beyond them and so it's, it's almost a patronising action of external practice. Yeah, so I, it, but, I'm in a role. That's right. I'm locked. I don't know how to make myself vulnerable. Which goes back to many things you've said over the course of the last four episodes. Yeah, absolutely. That brings, that brings it together, that authentic, authentically being able to be missional Yes. The idea of having the purpose of being sent by Christ to show people that they're loved by him yeah. means that we need to come to terms with the reality of who we really are. Exactly right. And, and in the process, it bears itself out in, in, in broken beauty. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to say something profound there, but... No, no, that's so that true. Way. No, no, that's so true. You know, so Dr. Heal itself. You know, like somehow we've got to yeah. apply this to ourselves. Yeah. And, and take it on for ourselves. And look, relationships boil down to intimacy. You either risk them or you avoid them. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, one of my favourite cartoons was um, one of these like peanuts things. And Lucy's going, oh, you know, if we were more open, if we were more honest and, you know, shared our secrets and, you know, listened, etc., we'd have, you know, greater intimacy and understanding. We'd all belong, etc. Everyone goes, absolutely, yeah, you know, whatever. Next panel, who goes first? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. we all know the theory. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like, where do I experience this? Now, yeah. getting back to John Mallison, that's where we experience that's it. That's true. So if we could bottle him, um, that would be a great thing, but we can't. So I Actually, to be honest, like, I would have been 24 at the time when I met him, and he, he offered himself yeah. in that function in, in my life at that point in time. I met him down in Mount Gambier at a retreat we had down there, and I actually didn't. It's only like now I'm coming to terms with what he, why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. You know, I just thought, well, at the time I thought, why would you even do that? Yeah, yeah, good point. It seemed peculiar at the time. And yet I I enjoyed and gained significance, not gained significance, gained significance from the time with him. Yeah, absolutely. So that profound role modelling, you know, the, the Bible talks about, you know, you're either, you know, babe in Christ, you know, son or daughter or a spiritual father or mother. And we're asked to develop that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we won't get caught with grey nomads living for themselves, yeah. but we are asked to nurture and mentor the next generation. But here's the thing. It's not just giving, it's sharing and receiving. Yeah, so yeah. in order to have a sustained um, kind of life where we're in communion, communion, communication with our Lord, with each other, we need to receive, share and give, not just give. Mm, mm. Otherwise enter all that clergy research 
again, you know, many people know the Bible, but they don't know themselves. And that yeah. makes them dangerous. Why? Because they're trying to meet their needs inappropriately. They're not aware of their needs. So even the connection there is that, you know, as we share our story, we get to know ourselves. Yeah. Other people get to know themselves. Yes. And the Bible bears itself, the Bible, the word itself, yeah. bears itself out as we share stories. Absolutely. And we, we try and reconcile things that are happening in us and around us with, you know, the, the, the centre line of truth in Christ. Absolutely. Am I summarising yeah, that? Yeah, no, absolutely right. And as as we knit, as we look at that kingdom within us and what is the Lord saying, how is he leading, how do we move in it, we start to, like the brain, you know, inside out, we start to listen to those signals. Yeah. And that's really pivotal. And that's what's required. So, yes, we we are to embrace our beautiful and broken story. We're yeah. all broken. Yeah. Number one, but number two, as we listen to those signals and the signs and symptoms of our body, it might be saying, you know, take some time out or deal with some neglected areas or take a, you know, some someone's on my heart, take them a cake or something, mm, you know, yeah. like so. It's about trying to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, Paul, um, as I've said on many occasions, we could go many different places and and uh, we could turn this into a two-hour podcast, but um, time is not on our side. It has been an absolute pleasure to have mm. um, be hosted by you. Enjoy a lovely lunch down the south of Adelaide. Not far from the beach. I can actually see the beach from here. Mm. Uh, that's a peculiar thought for where I live. Mm. Um, and I, once again, I thank you for, uh, for your time. And also just to be able to share the parts along the journey which have brought you to the place you are now, knowing that Jesus is the one who's sovereign in, in um, helping you see the things and join the dots and mm. take the steps to be where you are. As an example, if you like, oh, well, of this you. life embedded with him. Well, thank you for taking this time. It's helped me join some dots. And yes, he yeah, is. No, no worries. You're he, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the check is in the mail. Um, but uh, the talking therapy is amazing. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, just how yeah the Lord has is doing a work in all of us. And I think as we take an interest in that, I think it's Eugene Peterson you know, says, mentoring is listening deeply to another and looking for the movement of God, you know? Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. So thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Paul. And uh, I trust that uh, you've gained some value and it's, it's helped catalyze thoughts and desires and, and uh, prayers that you can bring to our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm.